okay. So, kind sir, tell me what's going on with you. Well, um, you know, uh, things are good. Life is good. God is good. I got a new CD out. It's called The One. Mm-hmm. It's doing really well. Um, you know, this is the first time I've released a project on my own label, Jordan Jordan's House. House. Mm-hmm. That's Jordan right. House. Uh-huh. Jordan House Records. And, um, you know, the first single did incredibly well. Um, got, you know, top three song. Um, we had Harry Jones, mm-hmm. and now we're working a song called News For You that's doing just great. The momentum on that is just doing great, and um, I'm excited. I'm just out here doing my thing. Okay. Are you, um, you going to go on tour? Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing, like, little dates here and there, but I probably will do, like, an actual tour in the next, um, probably the next couple months. Okay. Because we've been working this record for a while, but, I mean, people are just... Loving it. I mean, I can't remember the last time. It looks like after this single, mm-hmm. News For You, mm-hmm. I might even drop a one, two, three, fourth single. Okay. And uh, it's been a minute, you know, since I've been able to do that. So that's crazy. So it, it means even that much more that it's my own label. So we we, okay. we, we working it. All right. And you're... Um, some more of this cotton candy. Well, with, get, cotton get candy your, with get a kick. Get your swallow because then you tell me more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get more information. I'm telling you shit I ain't even supposed to say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So um, you have a, a new baby, right? Oh, kind of bra- new. I have a brand new baby. Her <laughs> name is Lucia Bella. Lucia Bella. And my wife and I are just like overjoyed and so happy. She is just, you know, I'm sure all parents be bragging on their kids, mm-hmm. but I mean, uh, we're pretty good at bragging. So let me do it. <laughs> you know, Lucia is like doing everything like five, six months before she's supposed to be doing it. So you're saying she's low-key magical. She's gonna be. She's like Neo, the the from from the <laughs> Matrix. She's the one. She's the one. We. She's gonna be the world savior. I mean, it's like <laughs> the world savior. She's is like she? <laughs> she's like roll. She was rolling over four months than she was supposed okay. to. She's talking way before. You know, we got all these little baby books, and it'll be like you know, by the age of uh, sixteen <laughs> months, your child should be able to do simple like you know commands like mm-hmm. take the teddy bear and put it in the uh basket we like lucia been doing that since she was six <laughs> months old we so got a genius she's picking up teddy bears in six months you trying to tell me that she was okay okay well. i might be lying a little bit <laughs> you you you, do, you doing a little lying right there that's a strong lie but i'm gonna let you make it i'm gonna let you make it i ain't gonna tell you drink, uh people cotton candy people drink. was upset you weren't here people were upset i think like one one in particular in a white jacket sitting in front of me Yes, yes, she was upset. She, she, she had a problem, a small problem. See, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that happened. That, uh, when was that? Was that? That two was weeks? Uh, yeah, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And then I saw you uh, last week at the Grammy. And see, uh, I was what what had happened was see. <laughs> hold had, up. You had to give me a whole little spiel. The little aliens rundown. came down. Yeah, uh-uh, I wouldn't buy none of that. I was abducted. They got a probe in me. Right. Okay. So let's get to some, um, let's talk about some, uh, I guess we'll talk about um, your career, yeah. your personal life, all, all the things that have happened to you throughout the course yeah. of your career. It's been uh, eventful. It has been eventful. It has been an eventful life. Let's talk about, if you will, your oh so famous ex-wife. Why we got to talk about that? Because everybody <laughs> want to know about Miss Berry and they want to know about what it was like to be married to Halle, Halle Berry. Hey. Well, <laughs> you know what? Uh, I mean, like you said, I mean, everybody, everybody, you know, a life, an eventful life is a good life and that was mm-hmm. definitely a very eventful, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a very eventful marriage. And I mean, I look at it 
I look at it like this. I think we all just like learn and grow from experiences. And that was one. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you can tell, can you tell I don't really want to go into too many details? <laughs> Let me see. How much can I say about this without going into too many details? I'm like, take like three more drinks of that joint and it's all coming <laughs> see, out. That's why you made your mistake. <laughs> that was your first question. If you if you had let me drink this whole thing, I pr- let I me tell you about a honeymoon. <laughs> first of all, let me tell you what she was wearing. Because I can't prolong that. Everybody's like, she better kick in with Miss Barry. Well, this is really the thing. Like, when the whole divorce came out, mm-hmm. I think that I kind of think it wasn't fair that you suffered way more back. I know it was apparently you was cheating. You were a sex addict. First of all, what is a sex addict? Let's be clear. She, I'm, she got me. Like I, <laughs> I mean, it was one of the, I mean, I've said this in um, a couple different interviews before mm-hmm. where, you know, this whole sex addict thing was one of those things where it was presented to me in a way that, look, if you want this, uh, if you want this marriage to work, you got to go here. So, hmm. and when I saw what here was, I was like, <laughs> what the hell is a sex addict? <laughs> All I did was, does that mean I'm a sex addict? So, I mean, it was one of those things where it was a condition of moving forward in the marriage Mm -hmm. for me to go to this therapy. Um, It's a very interesting place, I'll tell you that. With the therapy? Yeah, I mean, people often ask, is there such a thing as sex therapy? Yeah, like, how do you work that out? Like, what is it? Well, let me tell you this. After being, I should save some of this for my book or my lifetime movie or whatever the hell I'm going to do. But I, mean, you can get, you know, you can I can give you a little tip. I mean, <laughs> I do believe that there's such a thing as sex addiction. Okay. Because after going to the therapy, part a lot of the therapy is is uh, group therapy, where you basically sit in a circle with a bunch of people and everybody takes turns talking about what their issue is. And okay. There was some people in there with some crazy issues, like you know, married men who not only could they not stop seeing prostitutes, but it had to be unprotected. I'm like, damn, dude. Okay. Or yeah. like, okay. like homosexual men who could not, like, they would check into a, like, a hotel, and the whole idea was, let me see how many different unprotected sexual partners I could have before Monday. Good lord. So I mean, okay. I, I, I think when you are, um, almost like purposefully trying to hurt yourself and your life and. Then uh, that is an addiction. Then that okay. that is that is an addiction. I think there's there's something else when you're having an issue in a personal relationship, and because of that issue, you deal with it in the wrong way, mm-hmm. um, as has happened mm-hmm. <laughs> a million times before me in a mm-hmm. marriage, and right, will happen right, right. a million times after me in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something different than sexual addiction. Right. So, um, nah. I ain't no damn sex. I mean, well, tell you what, I ain't no more of a sex addict <laughs> than any other like red blooded man dude this is my thing did people say he's crazy he cheated on one of the baddest things walking on two legs well that was that's that was (laughs) i mean that that comment yeah that's what they said and i think that's what they continue to say and it it's one of those comments that as i grow older and i just get more mature it never ceases to amaze me that's what you know that that's the knee-jerk reaction to that whole situation Mm -hmm. it's like um because because the exterior looks a certain way. And I'm not just talking about the exterior of her. I'm talking about in general the exterior of anything. Mm-hmm. Because it looks a certain way, then how could that not be perfect? Right. You know, and as we both know, that logic is kind of crazy. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. 
So let's talk about my music. <laughs> I got a record out. Wait, wait, are you trying to uh, divert? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about Eric Benet's first singer. Well, I want to ask you this. Is, do you think it's fair that with like people who go through scandal that their their scandal affects their careers like like you say like you say you have somebody like r kelly he mm-hmm. was a, he was an am- amazing performer singer whatever yeah, he, he pissed on a little girl <laughs> <laughs> you know he you hey. know what i'm saying he had all kind of stuff he was doing and his you know his career suffered for that do you think that the public should separate the creativity the voice or whatever they do from their personal life or do you think it's yeah i th- i think to an extent mm-hmm. you know i think if there's if it's one of those issues where Excuse me, why is this stuff got me burping? What y'all put in this? Just a little juice. A little juice. A little juice. juice. I think it's, um, you know, if it's one of those things where, you know, your favorite hockey player just turned, tripped everybody out and turned out to be be a a serial killer. Murder, okay. uh, I wouldn't really think it'd be cool to support him at his (laughs) hockey games anymore, you know? Um, But yeah, if somebody is going through something personally that so many other people have uh, struggled with, you know, be that infidelity, alcoholism, or, you know, whatever the issue is. Mm-hmm. If you're going through some very human issue, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of think it's not fair right. uh, that, okay, because you're a celebrity, we just pretty much going to blacklist you and we're not going to listen to no more. your right. We're not going to see no more mm-hmm. your movies. Mm-hmm. We're not going to support you at all because, you know, so. But the reality I, is you're human. And yeah. unfortunately, your life is being played out in public versus somebody who's doing the exact same Abs- thing and nobody hears about it. Absolutely. But like I said, I mean, I think there's there, there's a limit to to, you know, that hall pass, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I mean, pedophilia, killing somebody. Right. You don't um, want to support the children uh, attackers, right? I no, man. I ain't really trying to get you know go see that that actor's movie or <laughs> vote for that candidate or buy that record. You okay. know what I'm saying? I got you. I got you. Okay, we're gonna take a small break and we're gonna come back to um, what's your um the one? The that, one. We're gonna come back to the one. The one. Stay tuned. We got Eric Benet. If you guys wanna call in and ask him some questions, or myself, uh, three two three two four seven seven four four three. La Talk Live. This is the Stacey Harris Show. Y'all better call. <laughs> Hey, hey, shout us out. What's the count? I'm your host, Ferran Dozier. I'm inviting you to join me on WDC Radio every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time as we discuss community topics around health, sports, and entertainment. So don't forget to shout us out. What's the count? On WDC Radio, only on LATalkLive.com. You can also catch us on iTunes Radio, R&B, or watch us on Ustream.tv. Reality Radio 
handcrafted for your listening pleasure. This is LA Talk Live, and we're more than just talk. What's the count? Hi, this is Susie Pruden. And yes, you've seen me on Oprah, Good Morning America, and The Today Show. And I'm inviting you to join me every Monday from 3 to 4 for my new show, Mastermind Live. Join us as we introduce you to the new thought leaders of the world who will inspire you, support you, and guide you to your next level. So don't forget to tune into Mastermind Live exclusively on LATalkLive.com. You can also catch us on iTunes Radio R&B or watch us on Ustream TV. Reality Radio handcrafted for your listening pleasure. This is LA Talk Live and we are more than just talk. Hi, this is Susan Levin, owner and founder of Speaker Services, inviting you to join me and co-host Jean Noel Bassiar on Monday evenings 5 p.m. Pacific for our new show, Talk Up Your Business, Speak Your Way to More Profits. We'll be talking to you about how to use your expertise to grow your business or service through speaking. Our expert speakers and author guests will share their stories and success secrets with you. Don't forget to tune in to Talk Up Your Business Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific, exclusively on latalklive.com. You can also catch us on iTunes Radio R&B or watch us on Ustream.tv. Reality radio handcrafted for your listening pleasure. This is L.A. Talk Live, and we are more than just talk. Hey, don't make no R&B like that no more. Said you they don't. Don't settle. They don't. They don't know <laughs> that boy is. And life is too precious just to be wasting time. Yeah. Uh. Disappointment is hey. something that's so familiar. Y'all like that? You like that? Call in. Hey, if you like that, call in. Talk to Urban A and Stacy. Urban A and Stacy. That is called News for You. That news is Mr. Benet's one of his new singles. That's a joint right there. Y'all tripping. That is a joint. Y'all don't go buy that right now. What do you feel about the state of music right now? Like, let's, let's keep it all the way 100. I mean, we have songs like Do My Dance on Your Dick, Boy, You Know You Love. I mean, like, I just need to know what's happening right now. Uh, I think I wrote that. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's, let's see. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. I think music is going through, like, a transition um, I remember back when hip hop first, like first started and first began. To, I'm that old. Like first <laughs> began to reach the mainstream. It was like first at the Grammys or the award shows. There was no hip hop category. Mm-hmm. You know, it would just be like 
um, it wasn't even acknowledged. And mm-hmm. then it started to get kind of hot and big. So they were like, okay, well, we need to acknowledge hip hop some kind of way. So they would just kind of lump the categories for the best R&B and they would just kind of lump. Yeah, mm-hmm. they would throw it in together and hip hop would be in there. And, and we, you know, black folks and, you know, would be like, wait, hold up. That's mm-hmm. not right. Hip hop mm-hmm. needs its own category. Its own category. And category. Eventually hip hop turned into the, you know, behemoth that it is now. Mm-hmm. And it that kind of reminds me what's going on in music right now with um, like when I, I was at the Grammys, not this time, but the last time uh, when I was nominated for my song, Sometimes I Cry. Um, <laughs> shameless plug, shameless yeah. plug. Uh-huh. Um, and the category, I don't remember exactly who was in the categories, but it was like, all right, and the nominees for best R&B, blah, blah, blah. It was like, let us see. Um, Rihanna. Chris Brown, I was like, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like, what Chris Brown and what Lettucey do, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, right. I like to, if I'm in a club, I like to hear it too. But mm-hmm. that's not R&B. Just because right. somebody's black and singing it right. don't mean it's, and they're doing some runs, don't make it R&B. I mean, R&B is rhythm and blues. It's like real instruments. It's like mm-hmm. real singing. It's like, you know, no, like, extra filtered vocals and, right. you know. So, I mean, I, I would just... I would like to see a little bit more um, impartiality mm-hmm. when it comes to the categorization mm-hmm. and, you know, let R&B have its lane mm-hmm. and let they need to give another name for what, for what yeah, it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. And not just lump it all together because it's like, like, you know, I mean, I like like I was saying, like, I want to. You know, if I'm in a club, like hearing hearing Nicki Minaj or hearing Chris Brown or, you know, I want to hear that. That's Mm -hmm. dope, you know. But if I want to hear R&B, I want to hear R&B. Who are you rocking with, like, right now that you feel on the R&B spectrum is kind of still giving it? Like, still giving it? That's Mm -hmm. a good question. Um, Shoot. I just got to give it up to my dude, um, Ray, Raphael Sadiq. He's Mm -hmm. just, like, still, he's been... Other than me, who's like, I mean, I know that sounds like crazy ass Kanye ego <laughs> statement, but I mean, like consistently mm-hmm. in the R&B game, there's mm-hmm. not many of us. There's Anthony Hamilton. Mm-hmm. It's like me. Mm-hmm. It's Maxwell. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's Raphael Sadiq. Um, but you think about some of the younger ones like your Frank Oceans and Miguel and Neo and those people. Yeah. Um, A little different. Yeah, I, I think I think that's uh, I think that's different and like like I think all everybody you just mentioned, Miguel, Frank Ocean, and Neo are great artists, mm-hmm. like dope dope artists. Um, um, I had the chance, you know, to to you know be on stage with Miguel not too long ago, and um, I was really impressed with like his music and his presentation and not only that but like his character too like we were mm-hmm. backstage talking and he was just like a real cool brother he a cool little dude he a cool little dude with his little conk in his hair or whatever that is that's probably <laughs> his real hair but um <laughs> no nah, it's cool it's cool i like it i like i like those cats yeah okay right. i really li- i really like miguel i really like miguel he's dope yeah yeah Okay. All right. Well, we are about to switch into the SHS relationship dish, even the though we kind of dished on Stacey Harris show. She hella special. <laughs> she is. It's called the Stacey Harris show. She hella special. 
So um, we kind of dished a little bit already about some of your your past, one of your major. Now we'll get we'll, we'll get into any of that. Real quick though, are you guys still cool? Or are you just y'all? I haven't speak? like like my daughter or I. We haven't spoken to her in like shit, twelve, thirteen years. You ain't never passed on the street. No, no. Really? Yeah. I thought she had adopted your daughter. Well, that was one of them things. There's there's many layers to that mm. whole like scandal that were false. I'm quite and sure. that was one of them that you know one of them that was perpetuated. But no, that's not true. Wow. Right. Uh, okay, Miss Barry. Anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So, one of my questions is. In the relationship dish, maybe you can tell me. Because you know I am a relationship expert. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, got I, my, I did not know that. I got my PhD. What 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 qualifies you for the PhD? I mean, I I know I I've seen you, know, you got you be having you had ladies like I seen you had you don't have some bad your wife your current wife yeah she cold that my baby right there she cold she cold so I'm just saying I I see how you get them here be crooning and singing and stuff. Baby, can I have your number, baby? <laughs> Is that what you do? <laughs> it sounds better than that, but it actually works. Okay, cool. Um, I want to ask you this. This is because it pertains to the entertainment industry, and you are an entertainer. Uh, my question is, men who, let's say they take on a female who maybe she didn't have anything, and he is inducting her into this lifestyle of, mm-hmm. you know, you know, everything he has, she gets the wealth, the red <clears throat> bottoms, the cars, the whole thing. Um, my question is, do you feel that that gives that man, he's entitled to do what he wants to do? And the reason why I ask that is because a lot of relationships, a lot of people I know in the business or whatever, what happens is they take this chick, they get her off whatever, where she mm-hmm. was, she wasn't going to be that status. They take her and a wife or the whole thing. And they basically give the exchange for, hey, look at champ. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live my life. Mm-hmm. You're taking care. What you complaining about? You got everything. Mm-hmm. What, what's the problem? Do you feel like that is okay mm-hmm. or that, you know, that man has that right to do that? Well, the way I look at the whole thing is um, everybody got their own definition of what's cool. Mm-hmm. And what is acceptable in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the most important things that you need to have in a relationship is authenticity. Okay. So in other words, it's like if you just, you know, if um, if that is your intention, if you are that baller dude who's got this and that going on and he wifed up somebody. And, and if it's his intention to be like, look, um, we're going to live in the house together. <laughs> And when I go out publicly, you're going to be on my arm. But I want you to know when I'm in Houston and when I'm in Philly, I got a little something there. I got a little something there. Mm -hmm. I got a little something in Tokyo. I think if that is the intention, Mm -hmm. then that needs to be like made perfectly clear. Mm -hmm. And if she's down with that and if that's the agreement Mm -hmm. and if it was put out front like that, then that's their business, you know. Right. Well, she if she's happy, look, I was I used to work at um, Popeye's Chicken mm-hmm. and living with my mama and her, uh, my eight siblings in the basement. <laughs> but now I live in Beverly Hills, 
All I got to do is basically let my man do his thing, and I still get to drive my car and live and in this big old. she's her pain with volume and, <laughs> and she, vodka she, shots she, in the morning. She may be, but look, if if it was clear from the jump, mm -hmm. then yeah, it should be cool. However, um, you know, the converse to that is if the whole thing was a deception, if Brother Man you know, had all this going for him and he was just like, you're going to be my only one. I don't care. All this other material stuff don't matter. I don't want no other women, blah, 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 blah. You're the one. But then meanwhile, that's a lie because he's out doing this, that, and the other. That's not cool. So it's like authenticity in relationships is, in, okay. is really important. And basically, and so the, but the money gives him that power to say that. Because Tyrone the mailman, I don't, I don't think Tyrone the mailman is going to come in and tell Betty, hey, guess what, champ, I'm going to hold you down in this house. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Like power, power isn't necessarily, the money doesn't necessarily give somebody power. It's like the power is really within the individual. You, there's some relationships where one person clearly is, is the source of the financial wealth in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And the other person didn't make dollar one but got all the power in that relationship you know it might be like a, a a whooped thing it might be just a sprung thing but whatever it is i mean so do you think it's that way in hollywood though you think those there are scenarios like that in hollywood where i think the there are I, I think yeah i think there are more scenarios like that than people are aware of you hmm. know so yeah i think there are some of those you know some of those couples that you see and everybody looks up to and oh my god they're such a beautiful couple but meanwhile you know they doing their own individual thing and the public right. just don't know about it oh those so, are multiple oh yeah, multiple multiple scenarios you know about that so i mean it's like i think my once again my whole thing is if you're going to be upfront with somebody about what something is then that's y'all's business how y'all manifest that but if you're decepting uh, uh if 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 you're deceiving someone mm -hmm. and you know then that's clearly not cool okay okay real quick i'm gonna do a little word association all right i'm gonna say a word and yeah. you say the first thing that comes to your mind show liz okay you ready Rip. <laughs> music life family Love. Fame. Eh, give it or leave it. <laughs> that was Take it or leave words. it. That oh, that was. Uh, fame. Um, problematic. Hmm. And then love. Uh, fulfillment. Okay. So you said fame problematic. Yeah. Do you feel like that if you could, well, how about this? If you could be, if you can do what you're doing now and not have the fame, you would, right? That was my goal. <laughs> <laughs> that was my goal. It didn't work out that way. Like, I I just love writing songs and I love singing. I've mm -hmm. been doing it my whole life. I've mm -hmm. been told I've been singing before I've talked. So mm -hmm. it's like, um, it was just kind of like a matter of course for me that I would just like naturally pursue being a, a singer-songwriter like um like when I dreamed when I was a kid mm -hmm. and I dreamed about doing this honestly I didn't really dream about fame walking red carpets and all that no about that. no I don't I don't really dream about autographs and fame and all that I dreamed about you know being on a stage singing my songs having people knowing the words and singing them back to me mm -hmm. you know and yeah, I guess that 
goes along with with fame but i mean so i mean fame is is like a a, a dangerous thing mm-hmm. fame is one of those things where um it's interesting it's like you can um they say fame changes people but i i don't really believe that's the case i think fame is basically just a magnifier of what you already are okay you know so i mean i think um it's well they also say it changes people around you yeah i think it probably changes people around you more than it changes the individual i think if you're just like kind of a um you know a a a person who is um easily hurt by insults and Mm -hmm. um insecure i think if you get you know famous then that's a dangerous combination i think the the more famous you are the more likely you are to die before you your 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 life and your life expectancy is going to end way earlier than it should what's the harshest thing you've heard somebody say about you that maybe uh public wise as an artist or whatever like you had you like yo like it really kind of threw you back for one you were like really that that, that's what you're gonna say um and i've heard quite a few things and a lot of the you know a lot of the you know just kind of like name calling like you know whatever stuff Mm-hmm. I just let it roll off my back, but I think probably one of the things that just kind of um, took you back takes me back is sometimes when like people say, "Okay, Eric Benet, you know that what we talked about earlier happened in his personal life, so I ain't never gonna listen to his music again." Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that that kind of trips me out. That for the reasons that we already talked about mm-hmm. earlier in the interview, that okay, because because I went through some personal things that like so many other people went through. Mm-hmm. You're gonna like like stop listening stop, to music completely artists. stop. You know right. what what you used to appreciate before just doesn't doesn't matter anymore. So I mean that that stripped me out, but the other stuff just really doesn't matter. Okay, you let it roll off your back. Got to. <laughs> <laughs>